Hello, everybody, and welcome back to What the Ruck, the Edge of the Crowd's dedicated Aussie Rules podcast, where we discuss and dissect the latest in the Aussie Rules world. My name is Rebecca Ruthven, and I am joined by Danny Brown and Ellie McNerney, as per usual. So, guys, how has this week been for you guys? Um, flat out, to be honest, <laughs> but it's been great, thank you. And I'm loving having footy on my TV screens during the week. I don't know about you guys, but this whole, you know, last week or so has just been immense. I've loved it. What about you, Ellie? Yeah, same. It's been great to have something other than Married at First Sight to watch every night. <laughs> the two nights of footy that we've had. The games have just been absolute crackers. So um, I'm hoping we see more of them. We see more awesome games to come. Yeah, for sure. Like tonight's game looked fantastic. I watched the highlights reel and uh, there was just some great footy from both sides. And Monday, yeah, Monday night was the same. So, yeah, I'm completely in the same boat and I do agree with you guys. Um, And... I mean, we mentioned this before, but we're all in our pre-seasons now. How's our pre-season going? Um, I had um, my first sort of shot at pre-season, I guess, earlier this week. Um, unfortunately, my summer season and winter season sport training nights clash. So um, it's it's been a tri- bit of a tricky balance, um, but it's been fun to see uh, some new girls coming out and some of our like old players who stepped away from the game for a couple of years come back. We've got a new coach this year who was actually um, the inaugural winner of one of our um, awards, like in our very first year. So that's pretty special. Um, But my body isn't so stoked to be back at it. (laughs) What about you, Ellie? You're enjoying being back? Yes. um, I had the dreaded time trial last week. Um... Yuck. So compared to the other girls, um, obviously I've got a bit of a knee injury, so I was on restricted laps, so I only had to do two, whereas the other girls had to do four, so I was lucky I got away with it in that respect, but yeah, time trials aren't fun, and I just can't wait for the actual footy training to start, and no more fitness. Um, yeah, so over the weekend for me, I went on my preseason camp. It was at this farm, um, just about like an hour and a half out of Perth. And um, it was 40 degrees on the Saturday and my it was like sort of like a team competition. And my team, we dressed up in like these long granny nighties. Our team was the groovy grannies. And <laughs> we ran 20 kilometres in 40 degree heat. And my God, when I tell you, I was sunburned, I was tired, I was sore. I am not joking. Um, But it was all made a bit better because at night time we had a couple of spicy cordials, both the men's and the women's team, danced and stayed up till all hours of the morning and that just made everything so much better. So pre-season camp, such a good time. Would I like to run 20Ks in 40-degree heat again? Absolutely not. (laughs) Running 20Ks in a full-length granny nighty too. I'm just picturing the chafing that would be horrid (laughs) well a couple of us were really smart we wore like our footy shorts underneath and then like tied it up around our waist so we didn't have the long nighty but it was still quite stuffy and humid in there but yeah you've got to do those things if you want to win the um, best dressed prize which we didn't even win um so (laughs) but we did get an honorable mention (laughs) good effort 
Anyway, so we're going to start with our favourite segment. So clangers and hangers, I don't really need to go through it again. But if you are tuning in for the first time, it's essentially the highlights and the lowlights of the round just been. Everybody loves a hanger. No one likes a clanger. Ellie, let's kick off with you. Yeah, so as always, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Um, this also happened to be one of my clangers a few weeks back. Um, I was at the game on Friday night, and one thing I noticed is the um, the TV crew that set up along the boundary wasn't Channel 7, it was Fox Footy, which means that um, the Friday night game once again wasn't on through the air. And the sport is still growing. Um, obviously, athletes are part-time still, and we've got they've got the sky's the limit for the AFLW but we still need to get that reach out there obviously the audience is awesome as is but it'd be awesome it'd be even better to grow it so for that to happen it needs to be on free the air um the amount of casual viewings that we can get I know for me the amount of times that I flick around the channels on Friday or Saturday nights looking for something to watch um it happens quite often so to have aflw there and people can enjoy some cracking games of footy like the one that we did see on friday night but yeah it i don't know about you girls but i'm kind of fed up of having this conversation every couple of weeks yeah i couldn't agree more it's it's very frustrating and like you say it's so easy to get those casual viewers um especially through free-to-air stuff so I'm with you on this one, Ellie. Yep, and I, yeah, I thoroughly agree too. I just think like they've got all these athletes out there and they've been so open and so transparent about the struggles of being a part-time athlete and then also working a full-time job. Um, and yeah, through having that broadcast deal and through having it on free-to-air TV, it gets more eyeballs on the game and it actually enables them to have that lifestyle of a professional athlete when they get the eyeballs and the funding. And as you know, as all of us have said, we need eyeballs on the game for that to happen. Yeah, let's let's move on to some bigger and brighter things. Um, my hanger this week is a catch chow from Richmond. Obviously, she's from Perth. And the Tigers obviously played the Eagles over in Perth. Um, she hasn't seen her family for two years, so they were, they had front row seats to what was a spectacular match for all Tigers fans, not so much for Beck and the Eagles. Um, but she also kicked her first AFLW goal um, in that match as well, which just made it even more special. And obviously COVID's been tough on everyone, but not to see your family for two, for two years. I, I think she said post-match that she hasn't seen them since... Um, the beginning of 2020 which is was a long time ago I know it doesn't seem like it but it was two years ago but um yeah just to be able to see her friends and family again must have been awesome and to keep the goal is icing on the, on the cake yeah that was so special and I love keeping up with her on um her on Instagram as well um <laughs> she's one of the just the joys of the AFLW world and um, yeah very happy that she got that opportunity to be with her family yeah and the, if you um when you follow the Richmond girls as well every comment she's always hyping them up in the comment section as well so it's she's, not even 
sorry, it's not even just like just Richmond as well. She is on every <laughs> AFLW players like page, just like, yes, queen. <laughs> no, girl, you're the real queen. <laughs> yeah, we need more catches in the AFLW, that's for sure. And one thing you'll find in the AFLW as well is there are a lot of really good feel-good stories and one thing with her catch is she was delisted at the end of last year but picked up again in the rookie draft so Richmond have real really taken a punt on her and for her to get that first goal like yeah just be a huge sigh of relief for her not that there was any doubt of her position really in question but yeah like for that work to get into the AFLW to finally pay off in that moment in front of her family in the stands, a memory she'll cherish for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, do we want to go to my clanger and hanging? <laughs> Why not? Beauty. Um, we'll start with my clanger and it goes to both Gold Coast and the Bulldogs for their draw on Tuesday night. Um, absolutely shot themselves in the foot here. <laughs> Both of them had the chance to uh, take the equal six position with Collingwood um, if if they won, but neither of them won. <laughs> um, Gold Coast gave up a 24-point lead at three-quarter time and the Bulldogs just stormed home. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure she'll be kicking herself, but Bonnie Toogood had the chance to, you know, snag the lead with like 90 seconds left of the game and and sprayed it unfortunately so we don't like to point out individual sort of things but um that was a real sort of um I guess it was the telling moment of the game um so really despite there was no win on the night Collingwood was the winner out of that one for now they're um they're ahead of both Gold Coast and the Bulldogs but this weekend or this this upcoming round Collingwood and the Bulldogs face off. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, and my hanger, you guys are absolutely going to guess what my hanger is without me even saying anything. <laughs> um, Ebony Marinoff. Oh my gosh, what a superstar. Uh, she collected, she is the first AFLW player to collect a thousand possessions. She clocked that on the weekend and not only that um she also broke another or set another record she's the first aflw player to collect 500 contested possessions as well uh, that happened in the same game so props to you ed marinoff um it's it's wild to think that she's still only 24 years old and you look at some of the players that are you know still uh, that are playing she could be out there for another eight years or so. Like, <laughs> that's just wild to think about. Um, and, yeah, she she had another Ripper game, 24 disposals, 16 tackles, and she had a goal to celebrate her achievements. So that was fantastic. Um, love the celebration that she's got on her too. Um, and she's just such a joy to watch. Um, yeah, I think uh, we're very lucky to be alive at the same time as Ebony Marinoff. I did tip her for my best and fairest and I did drop her. Um, that sounds really harsh, but I did drop her for Hayley Miller last week when we sort of revised our predictions. But just because she's no longer my favourite to win it, it doesn't mean I don't love her as the player. She's still, yeah, she's just an incredible player. Like there's nothing more I can say. And yeah, she's going she's gonna to be a leader for the Crows for quite a long time, I think. 
Yeah, um, bit, bit sucky that she didn't get any uh, get one of the MVP positions for the weekend, but very hard to split uh, the players that did. So, yeah, that's that's my hanger. Um, Beck, hit us with your clanger and hanger. Um, so I'm going to start off with my hanger, and I've just got a quick personal one here. Um, huge shout out to Emily Bennett who made her debut for the West Coast Eagles over the weekend. Um, I went to primary school with her and she has just absolutely smashed it in anything sporting related she has tried. I remember she missed out on our year six graduation assembly because she was representing WA and Nepal. Like that is just the caliber of an athlete she is. And um, one thing that I thought was really cool um, was her jumper presentation from Paris Laurie. Um, if, if you're not aware, Paris Laurie was her teacher in the latest part of high school and had a little bit of a role um, in actually getting her to pursue AFLW as a career. So I just thought that was a really touching moment between the former student and teacher duo. And as well, she had a pretty solid performance. She had six tackles, um, second only to Emma Swanson, and she had five marks, once again, second to Emma Swanson. So hopefully she'll get a couple more games and I can actually go down and watch her play in the blue and gold. Um, but my other hanger for this week is Alicia Jans. Um, she went from Googling the rules of footy um, before her first game to becoming one of the most influential Indigenous women's players in the league. Um, and she has been honoured, um, sorry, she has been named um, as the Indigenous Round Honoree, which is just so good, especially when not only you look at her on field and the role she plays in being you know, such an inspiration. She started with the Dockers in 2017 until 2019 before she made the shift to the Eagles. Um, but off the field, she is such a huge role model, I guess, for a lot of young Indigenous girls, um, especially in WA. She's heavily involved in the Wallach Foundation, formerly known as the Wirrapunda Foundation, um, and is a mentor and an operation manager for the Deadly Sisters Girls Programme. And she spent more than a decade of her life working with thousands of school-aged girls um, within the First Nations community. So huge props to her. And I think it is just so special and so remarkable to have someone like that representing not only the Indigenous community, but women's football during the upcoming Indigenous round. Sure, she's such a star. Lovely person too. I was so bummed for her when she missed the inaugural Eagles season with an ACL as well. I just wanted to see what she could do because she she looked really good for Fremantle. And it's a shame that she's no longer on the Eagles list, but she's still helping out around the club, you know, in that sort of capacity as well. So it really is a testament to her character. So as the Eagles girls would say, um, good girl, Jansy. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, yeah, I've been waffling for a while, so I'll keep this one short. Um, St Kilda officially holds a record in both the men's and women's game that I don't think anyone wants to hold um, and that is having the lowest score in a game. So over the weekend, um, St Kilda recorded two behinds um, against Carlton, making it the lowest score for the women's game. And in the men's, they have held that title um, since 1899 after scoring one behind against Geelong. So um yeah it's a bit of a bummer for the club I mean it's gonna take a while I guess for them to shake that rep or that record not reputation 
Um, yeah, but it's it's not a record I would want to be hold, and it's certainly not one I think St Kilda would be proud of. That's brutal. <laughs> one point and just holding it for so long. Oh, man. Poor Sainers. And if in the men's game, I'm pretty sure the scoreline was something like 23-24. So they were absolutely demolished. It wasn't as close as the Carlton game was over the weekend against the women's. That's for sure. <laughs> wraps up our clangers and hangers for this week um yeah so moving on to some of the other topics that have been brought up over the week um we have our first aflw signing for the four expansion clubs um that came from hawthorne with bridget dean from the eastern rangers so ellie would you like to tell us how that announcement unfolded yeah so Obviously, AFLW coach for Hawthorne, Beck Goddard, went down to the Eastern Rangers training during the week and um, obviously called the team over into a huddle. Obviously, Bridget had no clue what was going on. Um, but she asked, Beck asked, do you want to be a part of the, um, do you want to be the first ever AFLW signing for the Hawthorne Footy Club? And, of course, she said yes. And it was just a great moment for um it was a cool moment for Bridget and she got embraced by her teammates almost instantly and then her family was down as well, which um, Hawthorne posted a photo with them all together with her uh, brand new Hawthorne jumper. So I'm sure it's going to be the first of many, many announcements coming over the next few months and I can't wait for the next ones to come through. I can't believe it happened so early. Like, I just wasn't expecting our first expansion signing so early in the season. But then I look at it and it's like February and it'll only be a few months before preseason starts for, for teams again. So, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard, that's for sure. Yeah. Also, like, just imagine Beck Goddard rocking up to footy training. Like, it's Beck Goddard. <laughs> the best women's footy coach in the world and she singles you out and tells you you're going to be on an AFLW list like personally I wouldn't know how to react and I yeah I'm just so stoked for Bridget like so thoroughly deserved (laughs) just imagine like being asked that at a random training you just have no clue that it's happening just like Oh, no, actually, I might just think about it for a bit. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm an Essendon supporter. I'd rather go there. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> wow. Oh, there's the, okay, where are the cameras? Is this a prank? <laughs> Where's Ashton Kutcher? I feel like I'm being punked. Or well, Scotty and the Ninjas as well. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Oh, man. Oi, fun fact, Amberly, who used to be working with Scotty um, on Prank Patrol, if I remember correctly, she's now like one of the on-ground announcers at AFL and AFLW. thought I recognised her at the grand final. Yes, <laughs> she was so familiar. She was up on the big screen. And I was like, <laughs> hang on. I know I heard the name and I was like Amberly. wow I remember this girl that I used to watch on tv when I was a kid and then I searched it and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> so there we go we have a link between the AFLW and prank patrol <laughs> never would have thought it there you go 
Anyways, moving on before we get sidetracked anymore. Um, who will get 50 goals first? Aaron Phillips or Darcy Versio? So Darcy's two goals away. Aaron is four goals away. But there are things going against the both of them um, and there are things working for the both of them. So, Ellie, would you like to make your case for Darcy Vessio? I mean, it's Darcy freaking Vessio. I don't think there's anything more I have to say about that. No, but, um, yeah, Darcy's been a benchmark in this competition ever since it started and they're well known to kick a bag on special occasions like, like they did last year to secure them the leading goal kicker award. I believe it was up on the Goldie. Um, so yes, and they're playing GWS this week as well. So we know they've had trouble scoring. So Carlton last week kicked into gear and I don't know the number off the top of my head, but Darcy did kick a fair few goals, um, to get them in reach, um, in front of Aaron Phillips. So yeah, I believe that it will, I'm going to call it, it will happen this weekend and Darcy will get to 50. Just quietly, do we think Darcy Vessio is potentially making a case for the leading goal kicker award to be named after themselves? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, if they hit the, hit the record first. <laughs> I mean, um, they've won the award twice already. Yeah. They have been very consistent in that aspect. So, yes, there is a case for them, um, but I would be open to other options as well. I mean, the, the Vessio medal has a nice ring to it. Oh, it does sound good. Yeah. Okay, you've won me over with that. <laughs> it's also the classic case of everyone saying Erin Phillips, who is the other person, coincidentally, winning the league best and fairest twice, therefore should get the medal named after her. Um, so yeah, if Aaron's won it twice and it deserves to have the medal named after her, then I don't see why it wouldn't be the same case for Darcy and the leading goal kicker award. So anyway, we've made our case for Darcy. What about Aaron? Oh man, with, with all that talk and I've just agreed with it. How am I meant to come back? Now, um, Aaron, Aaron was, I, Okay, before last weekend, I would have said that Aaron was um, probably going to hit it before Darcy, uh, but we had Aaron go down with a knee injury on the weekend, and she will be out for an unknown number of weeks. She uh, thankfully uh, didn't do an ACL injury, which is um, a relief to just everyone, any any AFLW fan, let alone a Crows fan or team teammate. Um, she, because it was her left knee, which is the one that she had her ACL um, injury on in 2019 in that grand final. God, that was horrific. Um, so yeah, she's, she is out for a number of weeks. Um, so that obviously puts her on the back foot. And I think it puts Darcy in prime position to, to collect that uh, statistic and add it to the resume. So um, I would love to see Erin win it, but um or Erin collect that stat, but I don't see it happening now, unfortunately. Yeah, so plenty of compelling arguments from both sides for sure. Um, 
Yeah. So let's move on to round eight now. It is important to note that there will be a game played between now and now, which is Tuesday night, and the release day, which is Friday morning. Um, so on Saturday, we've got a potential grand final preview between Fremantle and Adelaide going. And guys, can I just say off the back of last week's clanger from me, I can actually get to this game. I've booked my tickets. I'm going to have all my stuff ready to go in the car on the way home from the gym and I'm going. So yeah, I can't wait to see it. But guys, what is the main battle you think I'll see on the day? Well, can I just say um, on the back of you saying that you're going to the game that I'm insanely jealous because when this game was originally scheduled for round one, I bought a ticket to come over to Frio and see this game. And now I'm unable to do that. So I'm very jealous of you um, because there will be an incredible battle in that midfield. Those two midfields are absolutely stacked. They're both hard at the ball really fast, really strong, and they have the ability to just deliver into the inside 50 just so well. Um, You've obviously got Kiara Bowers in the middle there, who I swear we bring up every week, and for good reason, Um, and Ebony Marinoff off the back of her um, record-breaking game on the weekend. It will be such an amazing um, display of skills, and Fremantle versus Adelaide, you know, they're the two teams that I tipped to face off in the grand final. So like you said, could be a grand final preview and it will be just so exciting um, to see the forward lines burst out as well. We've got Ebony Antonio who can pluck a goal from anywhere she wants to. But then we've got Danielle Ponta and Stevie Lee Thompson who have very similar styles to Ebony Antonio. So I think it's just going to be a game full of excitement. We use the word exciting a lot, but this one will be exciting. I can just feel it in me bones. <laughs> Ellie, you got any thoughts on it? I agree with you. I think it's going to be a great game. and I'm looking forward to hopefully, if all goes well, sitting at home and watching. So, yep, looking forward to it. Let's just hope that Adelaide kicks better than their 5.15 that they got on the weekend. Um, kicking accurately will go a long way to get them the win so hopefully they can turn that around um, because once again inaccuracy in front of the goal is one of my pet peeves Um, anyway so we are now heading back to Victoria where we have Richmond and Geelong playing now Richmond is coming off a win against West Coast Geelong's coming off a loss um But in saying that, there have been so many good players for both sides all over the ground. Um, Ellie, what did you make of Katie Brennan? Is she in career best form? She certainly is. Um, Obviously, early on, she struggled with injury and then came over to the Tigers and kind of struggled. But now she's just stepped into her own and has really taken charge of that Tigers forward line. So... She's in career best form. Uh, I think she's currently holding the record for consecutive goals kicked. Uh, a goal kicked consecutively each game. So I'd love to see her hold that for the rest of the season. And it's going to be a great clash. But J- Katie Brennan, like she's undeniably a star, but Geelong also have their own star rising. So what are we thinking about that one, Danny? Uh, 
I'm going to take a stab that you're alluding to one of my favourite girls, Georgie Prasparkas. She has been incredible this season. I say it every week. I love watching her play. Um, but she is just one player in, um, in, a, in a whole team, obviously. And if, if she can stay in this Geelong side with Nina Morrison, that, that could become a formidable duo there that, you know, may not be able to be stopped in the future. Um, as an Essendon girl, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I love to just see players complement each other. So I wouldn't be mad about it. The only issue is Geelong needs some more goal kickers. Um, so that will be something that they'll be focusing on this week at training, I'm sure. And we just want to see lots and lots of goals. That's why we go to the footy, to see goals kicked and to see spectacular tackles. Um, yeah, which, by the way, should be done correctly and not give away too many free kicks because, unfortunately, for Geelong, they give away a few too many free kicks, whether it be from tackles or whatever it is. So got to watch out for those ones, Geelong, for sure. And we are going to stay in Victoria and we're going to see Melbourne take on North Melbourne. And these teams are both on a high. They're currently qualifying for finals. Um, but it'll definitely be interesting to see how the two sides shape up. So w- what are we thinking here, Ellie? It's going to be interesting because flashback to last year, the two sides, same venue and same time slot, I believe. It was one of the best AFLW games we've ever seen. I think the score it was in the 60s for both sides I believe can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head but one one woman who wasn't um out that day was Taylor Harris for the Melbourne Footy Club and is she the piece in Melbourne's search for a premiership I think she might be she's just owns that forward line along with the likes of Kate Hort so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how North Melbourne shape up. But as we mentioned every week, Emma Carney of halfback is an absolute superstar at the moment. So it's going to be definitely one to watch. Especially with um, the Kangaroos coming off their win against Collingwood, that would be an absolute confidence booster for them. Uh, they have players such as uh, Jazzy Garner, who was, who was in the MVP votes on the weekend, Ash Riddell, who's just collecting bloody disposals like they're crumbs on the ground, and Emma King, arguably one of the best, like, or arguably the best ruck in the competition at the moment. Like, she's just absolutely killing it. So bring on this weekend. It's a clash that I'm looking forward to as well, and I'm sure it'll deliver on all fronts across all the lines. Um, And then we have got St Kilda and Gold Coast. Now, St Kilda, we've said this every week and we hope this will change, but they haven't had a first win of the season. So at this stage, will they get one? What do we think, Danny? Um, Short answer, no. Gold, And it's purely because of the form that Gold Coast is in. For them to take it up to the Western Bulldogs who have also had a blinder of a season despite what's been thrown at them um, was just immense. Um, I love the way that Gold Coast are going about their footy at the moment. Um, They weren't uh, 
you know, too crash hot after their game against Brisbane um, and let that game, uh, let the Bulldogs game slip away from them. And it is a short turnaround for both the teams, um, which I think might just put a spanner in the works for St Kilda because they are struggling with the consistency as it is. So um, we will we will see the Saints play Wednesday. Um, so it will have been played by the time this podcast comes out. Um, and I just think they might just be too tired and too inexperienced and too inconsistent. I'd love to be proven wrong though, because I do have a soft soft spot for the Saints. There's a couple of girls from my region who play for them. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing them get up, but my heart's with Gold Coast at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be potentially a tough season for Nick Del Santo and the Saints this season. Um, of course, but, um, yeah, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. It's unfortunate we have to say that. I mean, you, you never want a team to go winless in a season. It just must be so defeating for the players, um, you know, given that they've given their all and they've been dealt so many different cards throughout the season. But yeah, it'll be it'll be a very good moment for them when they do get that elusive win for sure, if they do get it. Anyway, so we have Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs kicking off footy on Sunday. And Collingwood and Bulldogs kick off the Sunday football. And Collingwood have got some issues of their own um, in terms of scoring, but the Bulldogs pressure have been immense of recently. So the Bulldogs have shown they do have ability to cause or potentially create upsets. Do we think they can cause one at Victoria Park? Um, yes. The Bulldogs are, like I said just before, in ripping form despite COVID, you know, running running rampant in their, in their squad earlier this year. Um, just the way that they've managed to scrap and fight back has been absolutely incredible to watch. Uh, Kirsty Lamb's game on uh, Tuesday night was absolutely immense. That that passage of play that ended in a goal for her was just bloody chef's kiss. I tell you that much. And you're seeing Ellie Blackburn, who is on fire as well. We mention her every week, and with with good reason too. Um, I. I just can't see Collingwood putting together a, a solid four-quarter effort to get up against the Bulldogs. Um, and, yeah, the Bulldogs' tails will be wagging after pulling back those 24 points in the last quarter against Gold Coast. So, um, Ellie, I'll let you talk more about the Bulldogs because they're your side. But um, And I know you're um, impartial to Collingwood as well. So tell us what you're thinking. Yes, I'm considering pleading the fifth on this one. This is a very... Um, Topical clash in my household. Obviously, we're half Bulldogs, half Collingwood um, at the McNerney house. So it's going to be very interesting this weekend. Um, but yeah, Sabrina Frederick will look to come back in the side after a foot goal haul in the BFLW over the weekend. But she's still struggled at AFL level. So it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Britt Benici and Jamie Lambert coming up against... The likes of Kirsty Lamb, Ali Blackburn and Jess Fitzgerald. So it's going to be one game that I'm definitely going to mark in the diary and be sitting in front of the couch this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
So then we are moving out west again to West Coast's home ground of Mineral Resources Park, where they are taking on the Brisbane Lions, who came off a heartbreaking loss to the D's. Um, but West Coast is still struggling and they're looking for their second win of the season. So what do we think about this matchup? Which way do we see it swinging? Um, I actually think it might be closer than, than most pundits might think. Uh, Brisbane, it'll be the fourth game they've played in like 12, 13 days. If I, if my math is correct, it may not be, I'm not a mathematician, um, but West Coast it hasn't been having um, as strong a season as they would like, but they playing at home and playing against a very tired Brisbane side, I reckon it might be a close game. What do you reckon, Ellie? It's going to be tough for the Eagles. According to Patty Sweeney, um, Emma Swanson is injured. It looks, unfortunately, to be a season-ending finger injury. So sad news for her and the Eagles because she was the side's most consistent player for the season. So I think it's going to be hard without her in the side, but... I'd, I'd love to see the Eagles take it right up to them. I mean, Michaela Bowen and I mean, last season when Dana Hooker went down with that foot injury, the two youngsters, um, Michaela Bowen and Bella Lewis, they really stood up and did a lot to fill those holes. But Bella Lewis is sort of having those second year blues. Um, whereas Michaela Bowen's kicking isn't as accurate as it could have been. So I would like. I would really like to see those two step up and hopefully see Charlie Thomas get a couple more midfield minutes as well because she has been spending a bit of time in the back line. And as we saw with um, Emily Bennett on the weekend, she had a pretty solid debut back there. So I think they've definitely got more than enough depth to cover that back line should they decide to move Thomas back in the middle. And to conclude the round, we have GWS taking on Carlton. It is the Chloe Dalton Cup. Um, Carlton, they really seemed to click last weekend up forward against St Kilda, but GWS just didn't have that same luck. Um, how, how are we reading these two very different sides that are coming off sort of two separate stories? I think the Giants are going to come out firing. Um, they've been disappointing only kicking one goal for the last two games. So they would love, they want to rectify that. And on their home, in front of their home fans at Mancuna Oval, which I believe is in Canberra. So um, Giants Heartland out there. So they'll be looking to, they will be looking to make a statement. Obviously they are playing Wednesday night and we are recording this on Tuesday. So things might be, a bit different between now and then, but I love what I saw from Carlton on on Saturday afternoon, and I'm hoping they carry in that form because they are an exciting team to watch when they get going. Yeah, I think that GWS will be um, on fire this weekend. <clears throat> they will want to avenge their loss on the weekend, and um, when you've got your defenders playing well despite having a loss I think that's really important Pepper Randall was immense on the weekend um but yeah I I hope Carlton put it up to them and I hope that it's a, a really good game that we get to see 
And that sums up our weekly preview. So we've got a lot of really, really exciting games coming up and we can't wait to see how it unfolds. Um, Before we conclude our podcast this week, we are going to do our final segment, um, quick fire tips. Pretty simple. I read out a game in the venue. We give our tips and then we move on to the next one and see how we go at the end of the round. (laughs) Fremantle and Adelaide at Fremantle Oval. Um, I'll I'll start off by saying I think Fremantle's going to win. Um, they're just in impeccable form. Love watching them. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like about them. Danny, I'm going to say you differ. Um, I don't disagree with what you said, but I disagree with your tip, and I'm going to go with Adelaide. I'm going at Fre- I'm going with Freo only because it's on the home deck. Interesting. And then we've got Richmond and Geelong at Swinburne Centre. Ellie, what are we thinking? Uh, Richmond. I'm going for a Geelong upset. I'm going to go with Richmond. Next, we are heading over to Casey Fields, where Melbourne will take on North Melbourne. And who have we got here, Danny? This is a match of the round for me. Um, I'm think I'll go Melbourne despite my heart telling me to go for the kangaroos yeah Melbourne for me I'm gonna go with the kangas you make me Uh, regret what I've said (laughs) um so then we've got Sunday footy kicking off with St Kilda and Gold Coast at Trevor Barker Oval and have we got St Kilda or Gold Coast Danny you tell us the suns will rise again yeah, I'm with Danny Gold Coast all the way. Yep, I'm going to go with the Suns too. And then we are trekking over to Victoria Park, the one in Victoria, um, where we see Collingwood and the Bulldogs take on each other. Ellie, I don't think I need to know your tip. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, go doggies. I'm going to go the Bulldogs as well. Oh, I'm going to go Collingwood. Then we are heading over to WA's Victoria Park, uh, Mineral Resources Park, that is, um, where we're seeing West Coast and Brisbane take on each other. So um, I'm going to start off the tip and mine's pretty obvious. I'm tipping West Coast. (laughs) Getting nowhere tipping them, but I did get one tip right. So it means they've got one win. I'm going Brizzy here. Yeah, I think Brazil just overcome them. Oh, okay. And lucky last, we have GWS versus Carlton at Monica Oval. Um, what are we thinking, Danny? GWS. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Blues. Ooh. I'm gonna ship the Giants. And that is our quick fire tips for the round. So. Hopefully we'll come back next week uh, grinning with our selections. Well, I hope I do. I hope you guys don't. (laughs) Rude. So, yeah, that is also our podcast for this week. So I hope you enjoyed. um, And thank you once again for tuning in. Um, We thoroughly appreciate everyone who listens. Um, Yeah. So, ladies, do we have any final words? Go, come. Go, dogs. Carnegie's.
All right. And that is it for this week. So enjoy the footy and yeah, may your team win. This has been What The Ruck. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at What The Ruck Pod as part of the Edge of the Crowd Network. You can also find us all at Edge of the Crowd on Instagram and Twitter too. And of course, our website, www.edgeofthecrowd.com. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Also, you should probably follow us on social media because I have been posting some elite content recently. <laughs> Thank you for Bye. listening. <laughs>